guys, happy 2019. That is just like the most unhappy I've seen a group. That was actually even worse than nine. So um, I hope the year gets better. And uh, for those of you who are kind of like uh, liturgophiles, I got to say this too, a happy epiphany. Um, A lot of you might not realize... Okay, far more excitement for that than for 2019, at least among the, uh, uh, you know, the solid state. All right. Um, don't know if you know this, but the, the church, the Christian church historically has had its own calendar, and it doesn't begin January 1st, because why be conventional? And today is actually a big holiday in the church year that no one practices in any meaningful way whatsoever called Epiphany. And a couple things are attached to it. One is um, it's a day to kind of commemorate the Magi, you know, the wise men at the manger who came to see Jesus because contrary to every manger scene that you've ever seen, those wise men probably weren't there at the manger. They came later on. And so it commemorates them and what they're about and, and all the importance of that. But, but really what it's about is epiphanies of God, manifestations of God, those times when God shows himself, reveals himself, comes on the scene with with amazing clarity in the big ways, in the small ways, the in-your-face ways, but also the innocuous ways. And that's really our hope for you this year, is that God just shows himself to you and reveals himself to you in big ways, and in small ways, in the in-your-face kinds of moments, but also in the ways that you really only see in hindsight after the fact. I hope that God just shows himself and, and works in you and that, that your, your life with him just grows deeply this coming year, which leads to what I actually want to talk to you about today, which is um, how to win at poker. And that isn't a metaphor, I actually want to talk about how to win at the game of poker, because really, why not? And it's a good life skill to have. Would you agree? Right? All right. Slightly more clapping for that than Epiphany than for 2019. You know, I I need to start this off the bat by just sharing I am not a professional poker player. But interestingly enough, I have known a couple. I've known a couple of people who over a good period of their life sustained themselves in a pretty solid middle-class standard of living from poker. And I've known a few other people who, while had day jobs, shall I say, greatly supplemented their income, not just from one big win or one big hit, but but over a long haul. And I've read about it too. And, and what I've come to discover in talking to some of these people and, and in reading myself is that while poker involves chance, it is not fundamentally a game of luck. There are underlying patterns and principles that if you learn them and adhere to them, it greatly ups the odds for you winning and being successful at the game. Likewise, I have found that these patterns and principles have a correlation to spirituality and life with God. That while your life will involve uncertainty 
And there will be external variables that you won't be able to control. Your life is also not fundamentally about luck. There are underlying patterns and principles that God has embedded in in our being and in the way he makes the universe tick, that if they're learned and that if they're followed, greatly up the odds of doing life well. And more specifically, doing life with God well. Because winning at poker is good. But winning at life, that's a whole lot better. And so while we're going to talk today about how to win at poker, what I really want to talk to you about today is how to win in your spiritual life. Because you need to hear this. God wants you to win. God wants you to win at life. Period. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to grow. He wants you to deepen. He wants you to experience the richness of what life with him is all about. And in that God wants that for you so bad. And so today, while we're going to talk about poker, we're really going to be talking about that. Now, I also need to say this off the bat. Everyone has a system, right? Everyone has a system for how to beat Vegas or a system for how to win at blackjack. And some of these have been tested and proven. Some are propagated by people who got lucky. And they don't realize they got lucky. And so they think that what happened for them is going to be true for everyone else, right? We've seen this. And there's a lot of people, like maybe your broke uncle or your broke brother-in-law, who swears that this system works despite the fact that he's never really been successful by it, right? Spirituality is the exact same way. Everyone has a system. Some have been tested and proven. Others are propagated by people who got lucky, came into such blessing and good fortune by God, and think that that's normal or typical of all people, and in a place of sincere ignorance or unawareness, propagate a system because it worked for them that they think will work for everyone else. And quite honestly, there's a whole lot of other people who just like to pontificate theory despite the fact that their own soul is in shambles and their spiritual life seems flatlined or dead. What I want to talk to you today is about what I've learned from those who have tested and shown it to be true. Now, Let's make no mistakes about this. Poker is more complex than just a few principles. And life is certainly more complex than just a few principles. But what I found is that I can't remember ten things if I can't first remember two. I can't remember three chapters of the Bible if I can't first remember three verses. And so by memorizing a few solid anchor points, I found that I've been able to hang other principles on it, if you will. And what I'd like to share with you today, for simplicity's sake, is four basic principles to hang other things on 
for winning at poker, for winning in life with God. So let's jump in. Number one, you got to learn the odds and you got to play the odds. Anyone who is successful at this game will tell you at some point you have got to learn what the odds of the hands are. What are the odds of pulling an inside straight? What are the odds of pulling a pair when you got the card in the hole and nothing showing in the flop? How does it change when one comes up in the river? What are the odds of getting that flush when you're paying seven stud and you're seeing seven of those clubs you want already on the table? Are you with me? See, it removes emotion from the game. You have to go beyond feeling it. The players who go to the table and just feel like this is the hand might get lucky. But in the long run, often end up with no chips to spare. Likewise, in spirituality, God has embedded patterns and principles Statistics and odds, if you will, that can be counted on. That if learned and adhered to, up the chance for success in life with him. Because likewise, it needs to remove emotion from the game. People who live their spirituality out based on God moments, feeling inspired, when something strikes me, often find that while they might get lucky for a moment, there's nothing really there to sustain over the long haul. No, those who seem to do well in their relationship with God are those who actually look to his principles and move their feelings to a second place. They learn the patterns that God has said, do this and you'll win. Do this and you'll, you'll start to experience and grow in a deep, rich relationship with me. Things like meditating on what he has to say. Hearing him and ingesting it, reading it and listening to it, memorizing and ruminating on it and pondering it. Learning practices of obedience. Learning how to humble yourself. To be honest with yourself and honest with others. Learning how to confess your brokenness and your dark side to God, learning how to receive the gifts he so freely gives, his forgiveness and his mercy and redemption, and so much more, learning how to pray, learning how to do life together in all its array. Those who do well in this thing we call life are those who learn God's principles and adhere to them regardless of what they're feeling like. If you want to win, at some level, emotion has got to step back there and you've got to learn the odds and play them. Which leads to this. You've got to play the long game. You can't just learn the odds and play the odds once. You've got to do it statistically. You've got to do it consistently. You've got to do it over time. Because Kenny Rogers has taught us well, hasn't he? Every hand's a winner, and every hand's a... Right? You can be dealt the best hand in life and still lose. You can be dealt the worst hand 
and still walk away from that hand in the black at the table. You've got to play the long game. Those who go into poker and think that they're going to win it on one night, that they're going to get that that one big hit and it's going to make all the difference and just live for that, it often goes nowhere. No, the people that I've talked to who have done this successfully have told me, I will hit losing streaks for what seems like weeks or months on end. But I know if I stick to the principles, if I stay steady, if I stick in this for the long haul and play it smart as I've learned, eventually, I'm going to come out on top. And the reason why is because there's so many other bad players out there. If you stick in for the long haul. Likewise, I've met so many people who give God a chance and they ante up. I'll give this a try. And they go once, they go twice, they go three times, but nothing happens. And they fold. And they gather up their chips and they go home going, this thing doesn't work. That's not how it works. you got to play the long game. Because life will deal you bad cards sometimes. Life will be filled with dry spells. Life will bring you losing streaks. But through it all, God has made you a promise. Not a probability, but a promise. Persevere. Endure. Overcome. What other biblical language can I use? You getting it? And in the end, there is a jackpot in the eschaton that is guaranteed for you. I love how Revelation puts it. In eighth grade, this passage was prayed over me and it's stuck with me ever since. Be faithful even to the point of death and I will give you the crown of life. Can I retranslate? Hang in there for the long haul and you'll win at the end. In poker and in life you got to play the long game which brings me to number three. At some point, you've got to take risks. And the, the limited, amateurish way that I've played, I've seen this. But from those that I've talked to, it's been reiterated time and time again that often the night is determined by a few hands at the table. And when that hand comes your way, and you've learned the principle behind it, and you know this is the time to strike, if you're not willing to risk Going in the black that night goes away. So many of us practice life. The principles of God, stable, stayed, predictable, and these are good things. Guys, let me tell you. Sometimes God is going to call you to put it all in. Sometimes that moment is going to come where God is saying, I want it all on the table right now. Your life, your soul, your relationships, your future, all in. As in poker, so in life. 
at times you've just got to take risks. Here at FOF, we have this, this statement that comes out of our, 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 our values. There, just these deeply important ideas to us. I want to share this one with you today. It says, we believe the only way to truly discover the depths of what God is calling us to do is by stepping out of our comfort zones and taking leaps of faith. We want to be willing to do whatever it takes to be obedient to him. This means we'll try new and creative things if we think it can unleash a movement of God as it applies to us here as a church. But how does it apply to you? What risks is God calling you to make? Where is God calling you to put all your chips in? Which leads to this fourth and final I want to share today. You got to play with others. If you want to win, other people need to be there. I'm going to say something now that I think is going to devastate a cross-section of you. Video slots are going to get you nowhere. All right? Video poker is not your ticket to getting ahead. Play a machine. The machine will always win. You might get lucky. You might get a nice score or a big hit, but to do it long-term successfully, the house always wins. No, if you want to play at poker, you've got to play with others. People who are anning up and putting their chips in. The same is true in your life with God. I have met so many Christians who take this independent mindset with God as though their spirituality is solely about this relationship between me and him. You gotta play with others in your spiritual life if you wanna win. It's one of the principles God has embedded in that somehow and in some way God has built us to be in connection with other people. And in those connections, God speaks. In those connections, God challenges. In those connections, God encourages. In those connections, God prophesies. In those connections, God shows the way. In those connections, God works. Even the desert fathers who used to go out into the wilderness to learn alone eventually became monastic communities. Even God in the beginning of creation when he made everything good looked at that man who was alone and said this ain't good. This ain't good for him to be alone and it's not good for you either. There is no such thing from the earliest chapters of Genesis to the end of Revelation as me and Jesus. Test me on this. See if it's true. We and Jesus will beat it hands down 20 to 1. You got to play with others. Interacting, challenging them as they challenge you, growing together. It's how God has built it. So, four basic principles for poker and your life with God. You got to learn the odds and play the odds you got to play the long game. you got to take risks. And you got to play with others. 
And you know, I'm sure people have other systems and other ways of outlining this. I'll just tell you from my own experience. I found that the people who build on those ideas, they generally win. And that's what God wants for you today. To grow, to experience, to discover, to thrive. To thrive in him. That's my prayer for you as well. I hope you win a poker. But I hope you win at life even more. So I want to invite you to rise. And uh, Bandy can come up. We're just going to take a time right now, and I want to invite you into this. Just a time to pray. And here's how I'd encourage you to take these next few moments with God. Let it revolve around this question. God, how's life going with you? How's my life going with you? Let them place in your heart and mind areas that are passionate and alive and thriving and praise him for that. Thank him deeply. Let him convict you with the ways that you're avoiding, resisting, running, tuning out. And truly invite him to challenge you on that and to not let go too easily. And in those areas where maybe you're lukewarm, flatlined, tepid, ask him why. Ask him to maybe just start showing some things to you and laying some things on your heart that you can learn through and work through and rediscover together. Make sense? Let's pray. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done, by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole hearts. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. You know, in his mercy, God gave his Son, Jesus, to die for you. For his sake, forgives you all of your sins. So listen now what God is saying. 
hear it on my lips. I love you. I forgive you. I call you my own. You belong to me. Come and be with me. Come and follow me. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and broke it. He gave it to his followers. He said, take and eat. This is my body. It's given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he, and he took a cup afterwards and he gave thanks to God. And he gave it to them and shared it among them and, and, and told them to drink it, saying, this is my blood of the new covenant shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. So come, come and do this in remembrance of me. Welcome, guys.